Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 90. I don't want a girlfriend. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 17 from Chris Pearson. The message comes from the summer of 1989 and is 43 seconds long. Immediately after it, we will hear Chris's response. Let's listen. I'm in love with myself, but then you kind of change it to she's in love with me. I've never heard that version before. I don't think I really stuck with that. I think that was sort of a one-off, that one. I don't know where that came from. Sometimes when I play people, I would change it. Um, one of my favorite verses, you know, that verse, lover man, lover man, um, take, take away my woman, take away my friends, throw them into a garbage can. And I used to change it to, at the end, you know, I, I, I just think I don't want to, I don't know what your lyrics were exactly. You know, I don't want a girlfriend, I'm just looking for a friend. Sometimes I think I don't want a boyfriend, I'm just looking for my sister. It does sound like a, almost like a Woody Guthrie song. Well, I would say there's so much Woody Guthrie. That, I'm sure that's what my ex said. I played so much Woody Guthrie at that point, you know. I, I played so much of that stuff and just loved it, you know, and the way they interact together with... Cisco Houston in his low voice, and all of a sudden you just hear this like young lady, this like young lady sort of, you know, go through it. Uh, I, I just love that sound, and it was my, you know, one of my musical goals was to to both do it by myself. Like I always wanted to be a one man jamboree with all the different, you know, like add all the different parts to it, or else to do it with, you know, with an actual band. You know, I used to buy. They still had the records for sale at that. Um, what was the label that had all the old, big, big heavy folk albums? Folkman Folkways. I guess their head office was in Chicago, and they still had a record store there, so I would just go through and just pick up all of these uh, Let Belly, Woody Guthrie, Cisco Houston albums. Yeah, they really had all of them, and they were just like real heavy. Um, they, they all had the most beautiful co- covers, these albums. They were usually sort of monochrome. You know, like the orange, or, you know, they have black white photo and they have some sort of color or something. It was downtown. You know, you go to an elevator upstairs. I've got no idea how I found out about it. You know, there was no internet back then, but somehow I, I knew about this place. Maybe it's possible maybe the address was even on, on one of the records that I bought, and I just went there. You were out of school, so... See, you think this is the summer of 89? I was trying to remember, you know, like, I know I left. I couldn't remember if I left. Chicago in 1989 or 1990, but I know it was 1990 because of this song that I wrote where I mentioned the date in it. I had this one song, you know, my name, it was, it was one of my friends, like a Woody Guthrie knockoff song, you know, that my name is Chris, oh, my name is Chris and I come from
from New York City, and I'm not asking for your sympathy or pity, just a little understanding is all that I'm demanding, and if I like you and you like me, we can be friends. A painter's life, they say, is mostly lonely, but it helps me that they say I'm not too homely, and though I am a strange boy and kind of half deranged boy, it helps me that folks sometimes give me half a chance, sometimes. In 1948 by Moses Ash, a Polish immigrant whose father was the celebrated Yiddish writer Sholem Ash. He began his record business by documenting the rich sounds of his Jewish community, and inspired by the multilingual environment of his childhood, he soon branched out to performers from other folk traditions. In the 1940s, he produced 78s by the Giants of Americana, Lead Belly and Woody Guthrie. But the major legacy of Folkways comes from Ash's dedication to artists from across the globe that no other label would record. Before world music became a marketing category, Folkways released albums capturing everything from conch shell trumpets in Peru to wooden slit gongs in Fiji. Beyond music, Folkways also released a wide range of spoken word recordings, such as Langston Hughes reading his poetry, speeches from the 1963 March on Washington, and lectures by Buckminster Fuller. In fact, the primary market for folkways was schools and libraries, and the most profitable artist for the label was Ella Jenkins, who recorded multiple albums of children's songs. One of the distinguishing features of folkways records was a policy of never removing a title from the catalog due to poor sales. For Ash, this would have been like removing an encyclopedia entry because few people read it. After Ash died in 1986, the Smithsonian Institution acquired the Folkways catalog and continued producing records documenting cultures from across the globe. There have been several excellent radio series produced about Folkways that are now available as podcasts. I recommend starting with one called The Folkways Collection, created in 2006 by the CKUA Radio Network out of Alberta, Canada. It includes interviews with those who knew Mo Ash and have since passed, notably Pete Seeger and Chicago's legendary storyteller Studs Terkel. 
Now, as for the record store where Chris mentions buying many of his Folkways albums, after much research, I could not find where this shop was located or what it was called. Before Folkways was acquired by the Smithsonian, they were located in New York City, and after that in Washington, D.C. So I can only guess the shop in Chicago must have been a local distributor for the company. However, Mo Ash does have one clear connection to Chicago. His only son, Michael Ash, received a bachelor's degree from the University of Chicago in 1965 and went on to become an anthropologist, in many ways following in the footsteps of his father, who created an unmatched audio resource for ethnographers of the world. All right, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Chris once again for his valuable contributions. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.